0: Hey, man, are you DTF? I am definitely DTF. Ooh, yeah. That's I'm DTF. one of my aliases. <laughs> DTF, I'm DTF. I believe that, Dick, looking at your content. I believe <laughs> that. You, you got to, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, DTF here, that actually stands for uh, the Dangerous Trucking Federation. And oh, it's we'll my, get into uh,
1: that.
0: We'll get into My that. social media um, business. It's my sole proprietorship. All right, I'm going to play this music.
1: <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And today we have Theron Danger over here, DTS.
0: That's right, Theron Danger. Uh, I go by many aliases. Dangers one. People that can't pronounce Theron often call me Theron which uh, which is which is cool or it's the Ron because that's how my name's spelled so if you look at me on social media it's T H E R O N. Well I always Theo
1: I always take therian as is it Therian? Did you say Therian? I take Therian as like French.
0: It's Theron Theron. Theron, (laughs) See I can't pronounce it. That's all right. That's all right dick. (laughs) I'm used to it. Shit, but yeah yes. so you, you people call me danger chase calls me danger there too um chase barber that's part of where i come from and probably how i got onto this show is being with edison motors there it's kind of how people know me among a few other show? things
1: no no yeah. no you were here because i saw. So, so i didn't even know you were a part of chase's thing until much much later right I, I you know i just see you around the mustache obviously by the way i'm setting a cease and desist like right after <laughs> here, so like yours
0: yours makes mine look bad so yeah it's uh it's good I, w- I just got back from China, and I was pretty much... Th- I was the only person in China with a legitimate mustache that I saw in two weeks. Yeah. So, Those guys do usually that.
1: have little tiny ones and, and little weird... They're, like, going through puberty or whatever with their stashes, yeah, it's, right? Yeah,
0: it's, like, Mexican stashes at yeah. The best.
1: At yeah. The best. Man, yeah. that's that's crazy. Right. So So, what brought you guys to China? I mean, you know, that's... I, I, I kind of know, but like, you know, I, I, I'm very interested to talk about that, actually, because I saw a lot of content when, when you guys were pointed out, and uh, it was very, very fascinating stuff.
0: So what Dick's talked about here is uh, Edison Motors China's trip, and we just got back like not even a week ago, and uh, we went to China to uh, visit factories and suppliers and source uh, uh, check on parts, source parts, and uh, do business deals. And so it w- it was a two weeks in China and uh, we went like into the heart of China. We went to Wuhan and uh, which, by the way, like politically, I'm like, I don't follow the news or anything now, but politically, I'm more libertarian slash conservative. Uh, like I believe in like freedoms and stuff and I do not really like communism. So we didn't <laughs> really know what to expect going to China and we kind of expected the worst. But it was like it was a crazy eye opener and it was a really really awesome pleasant experience but um we the biggest thing for going to china was uh the e-axles so it's like the heart of the truck we're building uh with we needed electric axles and we we can't get them here and if we if we source them locally it'd be like five or six or seven years till we can get them like wow the, the main manufacturers have dibs on everything so we had to go so we went to the place leading the world in um electric vehicle parts
1: Wow, that's crazy! And what did you guys find when you went there? Was was everything readily
0: readily available and and was it priced fair enough? Uh, yeah, I'm not so much in the the financial aspect of the company there, but it was it was better than we could do here, especially for we need them now because we're building a truck now, and yeah. uh, so we're getting them now, and we're really pleased with them. We, we I posted some teasers on my Instagram uh, of the e axles like moving and pictures of them but we've taken them down for now and we're waiting to post that kind of stuff until they they hit canada and uh, they're in shipping right now and we don't want the some problems could happen if if people yeah. wanted to yeah so uh um but it was it was awesome it was like a super positive thing and we are super pumped to get those it was so cool to see axel spinning in the lobby of uh factory they're just sitting in the lobby and they're just hooked up to power it was pretty cool to see well how are you feeling since you've returned from wuhan (laughs) well oh man you trolled me so hard there (laughs) uh so uh i feel great like we had to get covid tests going there and we had to get covid tests coming back and we did two weeks in china without masks like went to the, the ground zero without masks and uh we didn't hear of anyone being sick. We didn't see any signs of anything. And uh, it felt great. felt so good. You, but you, so you, went you right got, it, you the got to tell. Oh, yeah. We were in Wuhan. And Wuhan was the best part of the entire trip. Like, that city is so cool. It's uh, everything the media tells us about, about that. It, it was just the opposite. Like, we were just expecting the worst. And we saw the best. Like, there's Ferraris and Lamborghinis ripping down the streets. Like, the buildings, it's just skyscrapers as far as you can see and like this wicked like light lasers on the buildings like they're all done up in lights and like it's all co- coordinated choreographed so like you'll be looking at a span of a hundred skyscrapers and there'll be like a fish swim across them all like the lights light up as they're going down the thing That's Like it, cool. was, it was pretty cool that like, sounds pretty went, cool couldn't have anything like that here and like the, the food was great we went to a wet market in Wuhan and so the uh, food's really fresh and uh like still flipping and flopping and and making noise on the on the table but it's on ice like I I'd eat anything from there
1: I couldn't I didn't do get it. any I don't like
0: fish I... <laughs> fair uh yeah it's probably not the great market for you to walk through then um I tried to get bat like, like the, <laughs> the, the video like if I could have just got a bat and like eaten bat soup in Wuhan like like that would be like an amazing social media video like that could go viral but and then you came back there. sick
1: and then you went <laughs> back sick right and then you just yeah. be like oh i don't know how i got sick
0: video to you no, eat a bat no idea no idea yeah but you can't eat bats there anymore This it's outlawed when did they outlaw that I uh, get like during COVID. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's, that's your story and they're sticking to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or you could have just like, you know, gone into the jungle of China. I'm sure there's a jungle in China and you could have like found a bat and then you could have just Aussie'd it. Right. You know, like just bit its head off.
0: Like I'm game for everything. Like I'll, I'll do Prince everything. Once, but we just didn't have that much time. We, we did take speed trains around, which was pretty awesome. I uh, saw video. that video we did 1700 kilometer trip in like 7 hours it was Shut up. cool Just so how out the fast
1: window. how fast were those things going i believe chase went over that in his video but i i you know all the shit that i saw i certainly didn't pay attention to how fast the train was going
0: right i guess there's one that'll go 500 kilometers an hour but the one we run uh max out at 310 310. we were like watching it we're like how fast is it gonna go uh no it goes 310 kilometers an hour but like the starting and stopping you can't even don't even notice the the cup the seats you're in don't have cup holders you just put your cup on like the armrest or or on the windowsill and you come into a station and your your drinks just sitting there it doesn't spill or anything when it takes off it doesn't fall over. Like, it's so, so smooth.
1: Obviously, like, that thing starts slowing down, like, way back, way back, right? Like, it's you, like, okay, you know, gradually slow down. How long are
0: these train cars? It it must, but, like, you don't even feel it. it it's it's just so smooth. Uh, the train cars, I don't know, like, what? Uh, I guess there was, like, nine or ten cars on each train. Okay. So, not that much. Yeah, When, that's you, not when bad. you pass one going the other way, also doing 300, it's just like a, whew, and it's gone. Like, <laughs> you can barely That's see cool. it's just a blur. It was pretty cool. It was That's on my see. bucket like, list. It, it made traveling around there so easy and it was great because you can just stare out the window and everything's going by at 300 kilometers an hour. You're not doing your head like this, but you get to see everything and experience like all little towns, big cities. And mostly it was just skyscrapers for like a thousand kilometers. Like I've That's never insane. seen buildings like that. It Like, okay, New York, we looked it up, has like a population around 8 million. And the the smallest city we're in was over that. like Wow. Like, when I think of New York, like, that's the biggest city I could ever go to. And it's like, no, everything was, like, way bigger than that. Have you ever been to New York City? No. no.
1: I have twice. New York City's amazing. And it's probably pretty mind-blowing
0: when you're there, right?
1: Yeah, I couldn't imagine it getting any bigger than that, actually, to be honest with you. Right? Because when... When I was downtown on Broadway, it was ten o'clock at night, and all the shows were getting out. And there was a billboard that says, "Right now, because all the shows are getting out, right now there are ten million people around you." Right, and right. you look around, and you're just like,
0: "Shit, what is this?" Right, it makes you feel so small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and every, every I've never been to a cleaner place. Like I was expecting to see, like people riding around on like getting pulled around by donkeys and like dirt everywhere, filth. And it was not a lick of garbage. Like Chase walked around. He's like, let's just see how long it'll take us to find some garbage. It's like an hour and a half. And we found like a little wrapper, like someone dropped accidentally. Like it was the cleanest place. Like you go underneath like the freeway overpasses because we were trying to like, we had to do everything on foot because we didn't have this WeChat app we used to order taxis. So it was difficult to get taxis. So we did a lot of walking around. And we go under a freeway on on the like interstate, and uh, it was just no garbage. It was just like pristine gardens. Like it was really cool. Which I've is exact
1: the exact opposite of what you hear on in the media, right? Like how right? China is leading the world in pollution and how it's just dirty and all this shit. But no, man. Maybe they knew and, you were coming. Maybe they knew you were coming. <laughs> and they
0: masked. Well, they up. they would have had to do like a two thousand kilometer stretch to clean up. But uh, it, it was the, the opposite. People. That the uh, <laughs> right? It was the opposite of what the media had told us. Everything we were there, we we're just like, wow, we would never expect that. Uh, yeah, and and everyone was really happy. Like all the people, even the people that didn't have, you could tell, like, weren't like wealthy. Like a lot, we saw a lot of people with a lot of money, but uh, a lot of the middle class people are, are. They were all happy. Lower class people, they were all happy. I didn't see any miserable person on the street. Like I went to Cuba and Cuba, was, there are a lot of not so happy people there. Um, like I, uh, I was in Cuba and I met his family, they were at our resort and uh, I ended up paying the guy's cell phone bill for like four years, four or five years after I left Cuba and they were a Cuban couple and a Canadian couple paid for them to stay at the resort we were at for a wedding gift. That's the only way they could get in there because they only made 300 bucks a year. So I made friends with him, I helped him out, and he ended up escaping from Cuba, getting into Mexico, jumping the border into Mexico, getting to the states. and I still follow him on social media. We follow each other. and he just started his own little he got a hot shot pickup now. but I like followed his journey of like escaping from communist Cuba and uh, to get to Mexico and like the the trials and tribulations he went through. And he he hated it there, but I didn't see one person in China that was like, fuck this place. Well, I guess in theory, you're not really allowed to, as from what we hear about the media, if you said fuck this place in China, you're probably going to be in a little bit of trouble. But we never saw <laughs> anything like that. Everyone was pretty legitimate. Like, we, I really like it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, the interview with Dave Skylark tonight. I bring that up a lot, but, you know, <laughs> it's probably like that, where, you know, you're not allowed to criticize the government. Can you turn the cover in the dryer like Yeah, the- I got you, man. <laughs> yeah you're probably not allowed
0: to criticize the government right well and, you can, th- that's th- that's kind of what uh, we had definitely heard but everyone had like such positive things to say they're like this is okay okay here's an example Uh like we thought like the police would be really like uh, really controlling or whatnot but we went to me and chase we went to a club while eric was doing some business work in a different town so we had a night off so for one night we go to the club and We ended up getting bottle service and we just got treated like royalty. And we had uh, five cops wearing like uh, communist armbands around us, mixing our drinks, like, and doing shot for shot with us. Like, the cops were drinking in the nightclub with us on duty and mixing our drinks. Yeah, it, it, they were, like, the coolest dudes I've ever seen. It, they uh, they were escorting us to the bathroom with, like, flashlights through, like, a packed club, like, pushing the Chinese people out of the way so we could, like, get to the bathroom. We just got treated like royalty there. Like, what, what, why was
1: that? Like, did you guys, like, pay for extra service, or did they just it's, say, oh, these guys are Canadian and they're here doing cool things, or what?
0: It's probably both. Uh, we didn't really... Well, Chase ended up tipping them, like, 20 bucks. And uh, after he tipped them... We they, we just got more and more people around us. At one point, there were like uh, five cops, probably maybe more, and uh, five waiting staff, and they're just in a circle around us. Anytime our drink went low, but Chase, uh, we get the bottle service. Then he tipped everyone. What was it? Twenty bucks or something like that. Like their money, and so way less for us. And uh, then they were just wouldn't leave us alone. It was kind of almost like we, we both have fiancés. We're not we're we're well behaved. But, um, nobody could come talk to us. Our fiances could sleep easy because if a girl tried to come talk to us, they couldn't get within 10 feet of us. like we possibly really? be like, no, yeah it was it was really a different experience. And then uh, they are following us to the bat this kind of got a little weird at first we were like, "Whoa, this is so <laughs> cool like whatever, but then you couldn't go to the bathroom by yourself they uh, they'd f- one of them would push people out of the way so you could go to the bathroom. Another one's pushing you on the back to get to the bathroom, and then they'd stand there and guard you while you peed, like and, in um, the bathroom with you. Like in the bathroom, peeing, they
1: were like back to back. Like
0: uh, they were standing about four feet behind you while you peed, yeah. watching. Were they short? Uh, the the cops were good size. They could probably okay. take a, take us. Yeah, I, okay. I thought all Chinese people would be pretty small, but there's we met some big ones. That's crazy, <laughs> but, man. Majority were pretty short, but. Yeah, the cops could definitely have rolled us. Um, it, it was a neat experience. They were really friendly. We we're talking on like Google Translate and stuff between each yeah. other. That's that's and, awesome you were using Google Translate to talk to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious, man. No, that's have you seen Hostel? Remember Hostel? yeah maybe these cops were like setting something up we're like you guys were you better not be did you drink any drinks that they served you themselves
0: did you you watch them make this you got a healthy uh kidney no they brought us like a uh uh two six of jack daniels and a whole bunch of bottles of pop and they mixed everything right in front of us Ooh. and because they wouldn't leave us alone like at first it was really cool and then we were like this is a little a little bit over protective right now. So I'm like, well, if they're going to stay here, let's get them drunk. So every time we got a drink, we'd make them drink it too. And then uh, so they they probably had a good buzz by the time we left that's for okay. sure Okay,
1: this is where you should have been like all uh super bad and got them to take you out back and learn how to shoot.
0: <laughs> right? Well, they um some of the, we went to a, quite a few business meetings and um a couple of the time uh parts like they were like, "So you're from Canada? Do you have any guns and that?" and so like i own a lot of guns and yeah. so i'd show my i'd show my pictures of my guns and stuff They're like whoa oh my gosh like it would be just a dream to have one gun in china so i think <laughs> the cops probably wouldn't show let you touch your handle or show you their guns they're pretty pretty strict about that there but they sure love the pictures of mine like I got. Oh, you I showed got a, them a good okay. collection. Oh yeah, I got a good collection.
1: That's pretty cool, man. Um, so so did you go? What what is Beijing or Shanghai? Is that the cap? Which one's the capital?
0: Beijing, right? We weren't in the capital. We didn't go to Shanghai or Beijing, but we did Hong Kong, which was where we flew into, and it's kind of like a separate. Yeah. From China, it's their own thing. You actually well, have to cut.
1: Well, it's not. But it is, but it's yeah,
0: not. <laughs> yeah. You have to clear a different customs to get from Hong Kong into actual China. Like yeah. they're they're very separated. And uh, and then we went from there. We went to what? Um, we went to Shantou. We went to Wuhan. We went to Luoyang. We went to Shenzhen. We went to, I think that might be it. So they're all big cities. Ones I really hadn't heard of before. But um, they were all huge and did, a really good time. Did you see any wild pandas? No, no wild pandas. No, we that'd did, be uh, so cool. We did kind of have one moment that was kind of like from the interview. Uh, we went to an a, a amusement park, Chase and I, and we were the only people there. And we're in a <laughs> city. We're in the city of like 12 million people. And we're the only people there. And we're like, what the fuck is going on here? This is wild. And uh, we had like a lady that came and l- let us do a ride. And then she's like the conductor of the ride or whatever. And uh, then after she walks us to the next ride. And then after that, she walks us to the next ride. So we had our own like tour guide ride operator that just brought us to each of the rides and like there was, like roller coasters, like those chairs that swing around. Like, I don't know if everyone in China just works during the day, but we we timed it right. And right now in China, uh there's no tourism allowed. It's um strictly business. So we had to really? get in on bus biz- we got in on business visas, which was like a real it was a pain in the butt to yeah, get like Chase had to drive to Vancouver three times to go to the, the office and we had to get like invitation letters and we had to like tell the hotels we were staying at and and like kind of give them our itinerary. So we were actually like all the places we went to, people said we're the first white people they've seen in over three years. Wow. So we were like movie stars. Everywhere we went out, we had people coming and asking us oh, to take pictures oh, is, with us.
1: Oh, is COVID the COVID COVID's the reason why there's no tourism, right? It's just business? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I was like, really? Is it so, sometime of year or something like that that they can only do tourism? But I, I, I understand that now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. They just opened it up for business. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's crazy, man. So it was the like, perfect
0: time to go. Like you miss all the, all the, the, no, no lineups. You just walk right into everything and, and we're movie stars.
1: That's why you guys got the royal treatment. You're the first white people they've seen in three years. Yeah, could be, yeah. There you go. That's crazy, man. That's good for you guys, man. Like, uh, But overall, successful trip. You guys are happy with it?
0: Really happy. Yeah, we're super pumped for those e to land here so we can show them off because... I like I'd never seen electric axles before and like we're probably some of the first people to see it and uh, to touch them and put our hands on them so when they get here and we can show them off to everyone and actually get them in a truck like like the amount of power coming over those suns, it's like nothing we've seen before it's gonna be revolutionary
1: yeah yeah um you got to forgive me once in a while. I look around I'm in the shop right now because this is the only place where there's Wi-Fi around here I've used all my data I have three days left until it resets so yeah no problem um so man that's uh, china dude like i have so many i don't even
0: know where where where, what else to start there's so much there i i was on blue color the other day and i i we talked about a couple myths that we did uh dispelled but i'll tell you now here uh okay we had heard that winnie the pooh was banned in china because Winnie the Pooh looks, if you Google Winnie the Pooh and the leader of China, they, they're like spitting image. Like one's well, just a cartoon. And so they we heard, heard that the, the guy is like so self, I don't know, he, he just banned, banned Winnie the Pooh because it looks the same. And that's like a huge rumor that was going on. But it's not true. We At that amusement park, we went on Winnie the Pooh ride and and that. Hmm. I, I, I like Google dive deeper. And I guess he did like block some images from the internet that when they were making fun of him and stuff. But Winning the Pooh is not bad in China. Another huge one was that we heard, uh, like, forever, the one-child policy. Like, you're only allowed one child yeah. in China for many years. And yeah. uh, so we're like, well, what happens if you have two? Like, that'd be like a crazy human rights thing, right? Yeah. Like, they throw they them in the mountains. You, yeah, throw them in the mountains, make you get an abortion, give them away to, like, uh, like uh, I don't know, adoption or something. But it's not true at all. So what it is is uh, – that if you have a government position you're only supposed to have one kid that's and if you do have two kids you just don't get a promotion anymore you can you can get your salary like cut down a little bit they they do things to make it so you would not want to have two kids cuz you're supposed to be setting a, an example but that's only in a government position anyone they else They just lifted have, that right yeah and they did Uh, anyone else can have more more than one kid like and not everyone in China works for the government government like there's actually not that many government jobs everyone wants them and they're hard to get good pensions and stuff like that so there was no like human rights thing it was just they're like we have too many people like let's set an example if you're unable to set an example well maybe you you don't get a higher position where you should be setting an example so that that was like whoa I didn't know that that that's a little helpful
1: I thought that was like you know Countrywide, everybody you know if you were the garbage man teacher
0: government you know that's that's crazy i did not know that wow yeah no we didn't either and we went to some like business meetings and like we show pictures of our families and everyone had a bunch of kids i was like how do you have like a bunch of kids that are like between 10 and 25 years old like you went through that stage i'm like oh no man you got it all wrong and uh yeah and we thought like being in a communist country you'd have to like pay a ton of tax like, like you pay like fifty percent of your wage in tax and stuff like that. Like, I I didn't know what it was, but it, we'd figure it was pretty bad. Like, you communism. Uh, no, they pay less tax than us. Their businesses are at a top rate of eighteen percent, and and most of their younger or their lower incomes were less than us also. They, so they they were honey dicking you. They, no, that that's true. Our governments are honey dicking us, saying all this <laughs> shit about. About China to make them look bad when they're really doing better than us in many aspects. Fuck, you know.
1: man, that's crazy. Uh, you, yeah. hey, I'm moving to China. You coming with me or what? <laughs> well, I'm done I don't in know. This I still
0: like I'm still fairly libertarian, so it would be pretty tricky to get me to uh, join communism. But I'd visit there again in a heartbeat. Like I want to sure. go to
1: China. So everything we've heard about China that has kept me away. From going to China, like my wife and I want to go to China because we know a place where you can go and you can pay a bit of money and go pet some pandas. And you can spend the day cleaning up after them and stuff like that as long as you get to be around them. That's my wife. My wife wants to go do that. So me, I'm a little bit more on the, you know, let's go find some really good Chinese food and let's go, you know. I don't know, be, I'm short, so let's go find some people that I can be taller than. You know, whereas <laughs> you know, her, you know she, she just wants to pet panda bears.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. Do it, and it's so cheap. Like, er, like your dollar is, like, 20 cents to their dollar, and the price is, like, I I love it. Like, okay, we're in communist China, but there's, like, 7-Elevens everywhere, and, like, all the stores we're using, Starbucks is everywhere, McDonald's everywhere, and uh, you can just walk down the street, Go into a subway sandwich store, open the fridge, pull out a beer, buy a beer, drink it, walking down the street. Like, wow, it was awesome. So, so their so
1: their so government, their government's communists, but their economy is capitalist, right?
0: They they've made it work, right? Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, like the price for a beer is like one or two dollars Canadian. Like, wow, like really a, a good one. Except Chinese beer sucks. It's so bad. I drink IPAs, so like five to, or like six to 8% uh, alcohol, a Chinese beer is 3%, maybe wow. three and a half, which is like- Is that like American? It's less than a Corona. So it's like drinking water. And like, you you, you get full before you can get a bus. So there's probably like part <laughs> of the reason why you can just drink them down the street, no problem. But yeah, I, I like getting home to have a nice IPA. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So the China trip was really cool.
1: That is really cool, man. And I, I love that. Um, you, I guess this, yeah, you're, you're, you, I wanted you guys on before, but you were going to China. You said, come talk to me after China. We'll have more to say. I'm like, that's cool. So you, you put me on to Angela who's on this coming week's uh, podcast or episode nice. comes out on Tuesday. Thank you for that. By the way, she, she's an amazing person who then led me to episode 10 and I think episode 14 will be one of hers as well. And uh I'm man, like she that's even said to Back Rose Angela. Back Rose Angela. She even said to me, She's like, I will just I wanna start my own podcast, but I don't know how. Maybe I'll just feed you guests. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, like, if you want, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And anyone who doesn't know Angela, uh, that's back roads Angela and she was on Backroads Truckers. That yeah,
1: is, is on Back roads Truckers. Is on,
0: yeah. Season two, I think, or yeah. the new season anyway, yeah. is probably airing like now or just about to come out and she's on it I, yeah.
1: I think it's already aired
0: yeah and and but you were on your own trucking
1: show were you not
0: yeah i was on mud mud mountain haulers there i did season you, one of mud mountain haulers are you allowed to talk about it <laughs> oh we won't <laughs> dive deep we won't dive deep i'm trying to put that in my past but yeah. it didn't turn out good and i lost a lot of respect for uh shows like that i wouldn't watch that show i don't watch season two those guys are not good people and uh yeah um what would i say sure ask me a couple questions and i'll see if i can dance around them how did you get on to that show uh, i like- i was i used to be um my buddy was working at LeBeau, and uh he brought me over it would be the the short form of it but i was a logger for 10 years and uh i was a top truck at buff lumber which is interior uh for Toco, their their top contractor and i was a a top truck there so i had a really high uh logging position in some of the hardest logging conditions in british columbia so i just walked in there no problem and uh then they took a bunch of the drivers out for like i didn't know it was an interview at the time but they just asked to put a camera in your truck and then they picked out a couple of us they wanted to dive deep on and and i had a big beard then and i looked the part and then they they asked to film me more. So I let them film me more. And uh, then next thing I don't know, I'm on the TV show. And uh, not everyone got on the TV show and uh, some people that can cause uh, issues between drivers, maybe a little jealousy and things like that. Very cutthroat and backstabby environment. And uh, so that didn't do me well. I'm friends with nobody from there anymore. Actually, Taylor Carmen, he's an okay guy. Uh, he's in this new season now, but he's also quit. Most everyone from season one has quit. When I quit, uh, it was for good reason. I don't think anyone would, would work at that company if they were going through what I went through and, uh, I quit. And then the producer quit. Oh, wow. Pro- so he yeah. followed right behind you. Yeah. He knew everything that happened. And he told me that, uh, and that he doesn't want to, and has a hard time, uh making bad people look like good people and uh so he quit now he doesn't even work for that uh production company more and Just the production company yeah uh jeff Kinnan, like a stand-up guy he did uh jade jade um jade river i think that's it jade jade fever he did uh i think he started highway through hell possibly he, he does like rust valley he did back truckers uh like anything that that guy produces, I will watch because he has, is a stand up guy and he's an honest guy and he's not yep. going to like, he has integrity and ethics and morals. And uh, so, yeah, he used, followed his integrity, ethics and morals and said, fuck this. I'm off this show. Yeah. Peace. And uh, it, we left within a couple months of each other. And um, so, yep, yeah, that happened. And uh, what else? Did they pay Uh, you
1: to be on the show?
0: uh, I was eventually they paid me. Eventually it it took a long time. They used my footage that I filmed of my buddy, my best friend at the time, he got pinned underneath a logging truck and we had to rescue him. And that actually caused a lot of uh, problems. They were were supposed to give me money and I was going to split it up between everybody, all everyone on camera. And then they didn't give me money. And then everyone thought I got money and ripped them off, but I didn't. And uh, then, like, I got text, group text messages, like, you're, you're just, like, really bad stuff to be putting on a text message, saying I'm just, like, using people and filming for my own benefit and stuff. But, like, we're filming a TV show. They asked, they said, if you see anything of value, film it. And you're filming a TV show at the time. Like, now I'm in trouble because I took out my cell phone and filmed like I was supposed to. and. And yeah. uh, like I, even my best friend, who at the time the guy we rescued, he told me to sell the footage to them, and said we were going to split it, and I did. And uh, then after he he second guesses said, "Look, you're a piece of shit for selling the 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 footage." I'm like, "Well, you told me to." And uh, so that like we're not friends anymore. Those people also don't work at that company. I hear actually the boss there, him and his cousin are getting a divorce.
1: Him and his cousin. <laughs> yeah. He's married to his cousin. Like,
0: it, yeah. Did you know that Canada is one of the few countries in the world where you're legally allowed to marry your cousin?
1: Story time. My sister uh, was actually engaged to our second cousin, I think it was. And, uh, you know, a really interesting... Most people go to family uh, reunions to see family they haven't seen in a while, not hook up, right? So, but my sister, on the other hand, sorry if you're listening, I love you. My mom's definitely listening, but um, so, hi, mom. So, um, they made a triple X-rated film together, and uh, my mom saw it, and months, months later, I didn't know that this thing existed. My sister sent it to my wife. And my wife sent it to me in the middle of the night. So I woke up and I saw something from Pornhub. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. My the next morning. My wife sent me Pornhub material. I'm in. So I opened it. And I'm like watching it and watching it. I'm like, fuck, that guy's beard looks familiar. And I'm like, fuck, I know that guy's beard. I know who he is. Before I can turn it off, it's my sister. I'm like, oh, well, can't unsee that now, right? And then, uh, <laughs> so. So did you finish? I watched it again. Yeah. I, I watched it again just to make sure and to give critique and stuff like that. And and then I shared it on Facebook and with all my coworkers, right? And I'm like, this is my <laughs> sister. If I got to see it, you got to see it, right? And I haven't told that story in the podcast yet, which is, uh, well,
0: well, here we are. <laughs> you know, like, second cousin, okay, I'm not condoning anything like that. But second cousin is a little bit more removed. If it's yeah. like, Yeah, like, I think you can have kids and they'd be just fine. But I don't know, like, I don't know about those other kids that I've met there, Mm, but okay. So let's move on from that part. But yeah, guys, that's, that's not, I'm not kidding. Like if you want something to jab at at that. Um, Yeah. So, okay. The mechanics, like I had a a steering tire that was separated. Like I posted pictures of it. It's just like steering tire and down to cords and the cords are all busted up. And, uh, they told me to drive that log- loaded logging truck, another 300 kilometers from counties to Armstrong and back to deliver my load of logs. They wouldn't get, let me have, get a call out. Like y- you, you buy all the shiny equipment, like black paint, everything black, make it look nice, but then you can't get a call out for a f- steering tire and you want a, a driver to drive 300 kilometers with a tire that's about to blow up. Like it's my, my, my driver's side steer. I would go straight into oncoming traffic. Like Less you fucked. think that putting some lights on a, on a C 500 Kenworth is more important than the safety of the people's families driving down the road. So yeah. it was, well, that was one of the main things, not one of the main things. That was one of the contributing factors to why I left. I'm like, the, like, sure. It's cool that I'm on a TV show, but like I have ethics and morals and boundaries too, and I'm not going to get bullied and I'm not going to put other people's lives at danger because you can't hire a, tire call out
1: i've heard that about a lot of tv shows actually you know from from other people who bid on them it sounds cool but really it's fucking not yeah it's 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 cool to be like hey look at i'm on this tv show you see me on your tv but what's happening behind the scenes what you don't see is you know um people being treated like third class citizens
0: yeah 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 and like under the guise of well we're giving you the opportunity to work here and like they paid horrible i made 32 bucks an hour there the going rate for a logger's 42 starting like 10 dollars an hour less to work there like yeah cool not worth truck.
1: not worth being on a tv show for 10 bucks an hour less
0: no no so yeah so that's in the past and i tried not to dwell on that anymore and uh but a cool part is that i have been back i'm not allowed to talk about it so i can't really get into details but I was kind of behind the scenes a bit, um, holding the camera a couple times and like there's another pilot shot for a really cool possible TV show that has now been pitched and uh, and it's like not picked up yet, but there's a good chance there's gonna be a really cool show coming out in the next couple years with some content you guys are going to love with, uh, with, a really, with a producer who has morals, ethics, and integrity and oh, stand shit. Behind them.
1: yeah that's amazing um how so wh- where did you go after that like we went from from that that's in the past now so where where did you go next because dude, dude uh,
0: you're fucking everywhere man you're doing a lot of cool yeah. shit so i i do well i've been a class one driver for 17 years now i got my license in 2006 in grand prairie i did i did like drilling rigs i I did, I was a wheeler hand, a winch tractor wheeler hand. I pulled like the, the big wheel Jeep's booster combinations and the, the, the wheelers, which are like your, instead of like two rolls of duals, your trailer is just solid rows. It's eight, eight tires wide. And, uh, you, you, I'm sure you see those rolling down the, the yeah. road where you're at. So yeah. I did that. And then, okay. After, after my mountain, I went and I took a break from logging and I hauled gravel. And uh, I held gravel. I held groceries. I bounced around to like three jobs in the last little bit, and um, then I got back in a logging truck and I ate shit and uh, almost died. I can rolled it right through a power pole. I went down a hill and it was just a sheet of ice, and I had just no brakes, and my truck just kept going faster and faster and faster, and I just watched it happen. And uh, and it was like right after we took our chains off too. Like I had my chains on, and then we we get to the chain off area and. And I rolled it right through a power pole, and I'm lucky to live. So then I took a break from logging again. Now that was just like a year ago that happened, and now for the last while I've been um, hauling gold ore, which is a pretty sweet job. That I sounds pretty gold. cool. Yeah, it's super easy. I haul. It pays really good. Pays as well as logging does. And um, I haul three chips a day into Kamloops at, to new gold. I, I don't. It's from a different gold mine in the area near Merritt.
1: Well, that's good I, that you're not hauling logs anymore. Anyway. Cause you don't seem like a guy that's arrogant self-centered and thinks they own the road so good for you
0: thank you and it's great lagers. because i i <laughs> i drive right across like part of it's on the the highway through hell uh on the coca Coquihalla. so there's yeah. always car always carnage from like camels to merit it's really always. bad stretch and uh, so i that's where i like i have my biggest following on TikTok, and then i'm on instagram and youtube but i do like Like, I have worked with the people from Highway 3. I've had the camera guys here, and they, like, capitalize on the crashes. So, I'm like, how can I show off these crashes also in a way that is a little more respectful? Because, like, I I just said I crashed a truck within the last year. and almost died. It happens. Like, I'm not above that. Yeah. But but when you see it all the time, people want to see that kind of stuff. So, how can I show it off? So, I started making videos where it's, like, almost like a – like a – like a public service announcement or like I'm giving tips on how to do things. And then I'll just nonchalantly do it on a truck that's like completely destroyed in the ditch. So I'll stop. And like one of my more popular ones, Kay, I'm like, okay, the, the key to changing your oil drain plug without uh, drain without spilling your oil, it's all about how you park your truck. And then it pans over and the truck's just like right upside down in the ditch. (laughs) I saw that one. Yeah, so no oil is gonna come out of that. So I I pretend that I crash the trucks because yeah. I, it's easier to make fun of yourself than to make fun yep. of other people. And uh, people still like you're making truckers look bad. and You or blah blah blah. Like people get all pissed off about it, but fuck off. And, I see uh, your
1: videos where I've seen your videos where you where you put. They're very clearly not yours because you're in a different truck all the time.
0: Right? Yeah. 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 People are like, man, how do you crash so many trucks all the time? And you must work at so many companies. How do people still hire you? I'm like, well, I'm actually just like a, trying out for my driver's license right now. And like, <laughs> I just, I just play along with it. I'm like, I'm a horrible driver. And, but I make fun of myself with it and I got to show off videos there, but like some of them get some pretty good view counts and, and uh, then I get to have fun too. And I get to see lots of carnage. And instead of just showing a picture, look, man, there's a, some idiot in the ditch and I go, I'm an idiot and I hit the ditch and and it happens. It happens. I yeah. hit the dish more than
1: anyone I know in a, in a crew truck. Not even, I can't even drive class one or three, man. I, I, I don't trust myself. I, you give me a crew truck. I'm in the dish. They started calling me ditch frost a
0: couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah I kind of, I've listened to every one of your podcasts now so far. Well, the, this new podcast, I looked for the other ones and, and no luck, but this new podcast, I'm, I'm just loving it. Uh, in fact, today, like you're going to post this in the future, but today your episode of Donnie Dumphy just dropped. And uh, yep. like, man, when I was growing up, I loved Donnie Dumphy, yeah, like cry yeah. tunes, cold beer, like all that, and and uh, so I, I go and follow him because he, he, uh, he promoted his Instagram or he did, and so I followed him and he followed me back. So I'm it's like, oh, right. shit, out of this podcast, like Donnie Dumphy now follows me, like that was so cool. And uh, and then it was also like, like mind blowing. Donnie, Dunphy, and Brenda weren't even a real couple. It was for the show. <gasps> right? What? Right? right? So, you, you saw
1: where I was trying to go with that, too, in the podcast, where I was like, so how's Brenda? And then when he said, oh, Brenda's living with her, with her family, I'm like, wait, so Brenda and you split up? No, Brenda and I aren't even together. She was just, I needed a girlfriend. The character needed a girlfriend, and she was there. She was one of the buys. So I was like, oh, fuck. So you're saying you and Brenda were never together?
0: it was great yeah and uh, then you had uncle hack on the other day and like all your guests have been good it was cool to listen to uh, uh chris barber the yeah. the and and like get to you didn't even just focus on the convoy you talked about like his life and his story and his work and stuff like that and that's not stuff that i really knew about and i really enjoyed that so was, i appreciate you having me on your podcast too because cool. i'm gonna keep listening to every episode
1: well, I had Chris Barber on. I met Chris Barber last spring and at a barbecue and and he was actually on um the mini rendition of on the Throne with Dick uh that I have on my main TikTok account where I interview people on the shitter and he was in 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 an outhouse a porta potty. And uh you know so I went I went there and and I met Chris and you know there's so much more when you're watching him and you're talking to him and then you see you know the convoy there there is Different size to him, right? And the guy's yeah. so smart, so smart, and you know, a good old farm boy from Saskatchewan, and and he just wants to work. He just he's a blue collar guy and his family man. There's so much more to him than the convoy, and that's what I wanted to get. I wanted to I wanted to get to the other side of the convoy, Chris, right? And and then and then work our way to the meat and the potatoes to Chris's convoy adventure, and and we got there, and and you know, we didn't we didn't even stay there that long. We touched on it and we moved on, right? And no, you didn't yeah
0: you did really well and i didn't i knew i was listening to chris barber but i don't i didn't really follow like i don't follow the news i don't follow the media like i i i despise them and uh so (laughs) i don't i didn't really know chris barber's name i've seen that big red truck before like it's around camoots all the time i didn't know that was his truck and uh and you didn't really say who he was in the interview so i'm only halfway through the interview deep and i'm like man this guy's pretty cool i like this guy and then you're like oh and you led the convoy type thing. i like, what? That's yeah. the guy? Like, I didn't even put it, couldn't connect the dots until near the end.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it, well. Chris. Chris is a solid guy, man. And thanks. I appreciate that. Um I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast. I'm I'm I'm, you know, uh, like you said, the other you try to look for the other one. The other one no longer exists. You know, we we kind of went our own separate ways. So we're here now. And and you know, that first one kind of ignited something in me, right? Like I, I enjoy it. I like to talk and I like to get to know people and 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 peel back the layers, right? And so it had to keep going. I had to keep this going. When that one didn't go, I gave it a few months took a break that it kind of bummed me out a little bit. So I stopped listening to podcasts for a bit too. Right. And I didn't want nothing to do. I wanted to take a break from podcasting altogether, listening, making, you know, so, so I, and, and I knew I wanted to do it again. So I didn't want to rush it out. I didn't want to do it just for the sake of having a podcast. So, you know, I, I waited, I planned a little better. I didn't have a name. And then I'm like, man, what better than on the throne, right? That's my thing on my main TikTok page. It's kind of what I've been known for my main TikTok page. So like on the throne, on the throne with Dick, except for I don't put Dick in the title because hard pressed to find new viewers when it says with Dick or anything with Dick. Right. Because, you know,
0: you know, you know what I mean? So I just put on the throne.
1: Right. And yeah.
0: It's suiting. Very suiting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and we actually have a really interesting episode that it's, it's not, it hasn't been recorded yet. We're planning it. We're actually going to be on the throne. We're going to take it on the throne. So it's going to be, it's, um, we're, we're, the other guy, the other guy and I, were. we're doing some planning. So,
0: yeah. Well, before we started recording tonight, I was kind of running around my house trying to figure out where I was going to sit. I'm like, it would be funny if I just like sat on the toilet because I know you'd appreciate that. And I'm like, oh, I don't think the, the acoustics in here are going to be good. Like it might have an echo. So I didn't do it. And and now I have to have my earbuds in, so I hope that you don't that doesn't screw up your audio too. I know sometimes it, it does, but yeah, we'll see. i yeah, look well, it, to, to it. I look forward to it too, man. So,
1: um, you were talking about your socials, like where where can everyone find you? Just in case you know, uh, from here on out, people decide to drop off or whatever. It's too. I, I don't know. Where, where can we find yeah, you on social media? I'll
0: pump those. I'm Theron Danger, and it's Theron. the the Ron P-A-D-R-O-N danger. And that's across all of them. Uh, Sometimes there's an underscore, but you can just do Theron danger without the underscore and it'll pop up. But I'm on YouTube, Instagram and TikTok are the main ones. Uh, My TikTok, my Theron danger on TikTok, it's got a good following. It's like 145,000. But it's just like shadow banned. Like I, I had to give it up. So it just kind of sits there. I got some good content posted on there. But if I can post a video on my DTF, that's my other one on on TikTok DTF. And it'll get, I don't know, 500,000, a million views. I can put the same video on my Theron Danger and it's going to get like 5,000 views. It's frustrating. And then uh, <laughs> my, my, probably one I'm most proud of is my YouTube. And like, you kind of, everything has its own little thing. Like Instagram, lots of pictures and maybe your daily story. And YouTube, you can do longer content. And I just started doing my reels on there too, repurposing my reels. But my yeah, Instagram, okay. my, my YouTube's now at, uh, 21 or 22,000. So good for you, man, it took me years to get my first thousand, like, years, yeah. literally years. And now I'm, to, a year it in? To be... I'm a year in and only have
1: 550 subscribers on YouTube.
0: Right. It, it took me years. And it, then all of a sudden it was just boom. So that's because it was the hardest to get. And like, yeah. you have good content and your content blows up elsewhere, it's just not blowing up on YouTube yet. That's the one I'm. I'm more proud of having twenty thousand on YouTube than one hundred and forty-five on on TikTok.
1: Yep, I'm proud of my thirty-one thousand on Instagram, my almost fifteen thousand on Facebook, and then you know between uh, two TikTok accounts, I guess I'm at. uh, Oh, geez, I'm almost at ninety thousand. I guess.
0: Nice. Yeah, Yeah. you're up there. You're up. Yeah, I'm. I'm Mm -hmm.
1: having a lot of fun, and you know, podcast-wise and stuff like that. Hopefully, that draws a new crowd and. You know so there's there's that we're having a good time
0: Hmm. yep so you can follow me there they're in danger and What's... uh or dtf dtf is the funny stuff you want to yeah. that right there and that's all the it's mostly what i find a, a wrecked vehicle and then i do like somehow to spit it off and and uh, maybe i'll do the Clapton roll that's another thing that i'm a little well or known for yep. okay the Clapton roll is a brake check above merit and there it, it's signed it says no sleeping 15 minutes max parking and it and it's got like very limited space and all these guys even though Merritt's merits at the bottom of the hill you can park hundreds of trucks there there's places five minutes 15 minutes behind you can park there too these guys insist on sleeping there and then you can't stop and do your brake check it's often backed up all the way to the highway and then people just drive by and like you need to do your brake checks a lot of like, you don't find something every time, but that's where you do your load securement, your walk around and your check and one out of a 1000 times, you might find something. And so because these guys like can't plan their trips, we can't use the brake check. And if you're like an oversized size load, those guys travel at nighttime, and that those guys are oversized overweight, those guys are the ones you need to be doing your checks. They're most important. It's right at the top of the hill. So they sleep there. So what we're doing is called the Clapton roll, hashtag clap and roll. And uh, we just drive through there and lay on the horn and wake everybody up. And uh, it, it's actually been working. Like a lot, way fewer truck drivers are sleeping there. We've had, I've had some encounters. Some guy got out in his underwear and punched the side <laughs> of my truck when I was going through. TikTok took it down for a bit because uh, it looked like, uh, I don't know why, but uh, like it's probably manning on his underwear and then punching my truck. So, like, it's self-explanatory. But uh and then I had some guy chase me down. Some Frito Lay's driver chased me down and tried to run me off the road. <laughs> and uh, but it's great. Like I was, I wasn't mad. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm filming. I'm like, you're gonna give me such good content. You fucked idiot. And like, you're, you're just supporting the cause. But my role Rolls got over five, five million views on, on, uh, on TikTok now. Like yeah. between the different videos, and there's a bunch of people doing it. Like if you do it, um, I generally will. If you tag me, I'll send you a hat, a DTF hat, like and actually super clean right now, uh, they're, they're, they got three bottles of super clean to give away for the next to for me to give away for the next people that do it too. They just want me to give it away. So I'm just being like, yeah, I'll give it away if you do the Clapton roll. So if anyone goes through the Clapton break check, post the video, tag me and I'll send you either a hat or a bottle of super clean. And, uh, and we just make it so you're not going to want to sleep there. And I get it. Like it, like don't wake drivers you don't want sleepy drivers on the road and stuff well there's options there's yep. options before it and there's options after it you don't have to sleep there and negatively affect other drivers safety so, absolutely fuck you.
1: absolutely i love that chase stood behind you on it too when that
0: person complained i love that yeah at edison motors i've had uh i've had two email complaints now uh it's hilarious uh Someone complained to Chase, and Chase has actually done like he fully supports Clapton Roll. He's like got a little bit behind the scenes on it, and he's got to watch his image and what he's allowed to do because he's the CEO of a truck manufacturing company and that, yeah. and like things can go south. But um, he did like a ten minute explanation of why it's a people yep. shouldn't be parking there and stuff. But someone emailed Chase and was like, "Hey, one of your employees is posting this to his social media, basically reprimand me, fire me, type of thing." And Chase like spun it around, did like a video, like posted their email, like their his response email, like basically like go fuck off type of thing. And, and uh, it was great. And it like Chase's video got like, I don't know what it's at, somewhere over half a million views. And then like TikTok figured the algorithm out and it was promoting my video they complained about at the same time. So both <laughs> of the videos just like blew up. I got like, I don't know, I got couple thousand followers from that at least like the person totally helped me out by doing that and then just the Bank other control. day yeah just the other day or like a couple weeks ago someone uh wrote an email to um heavy and fool and heavy and fool is like one of the america's top followed truck drivers yeah. on yeah. now he's a now now he's a uh, a haul truck driver but yeah. they because he's part of edison motors and he's on the website they emailed him about me so it's hilarious that one of the top followed influencer truck drivers in the states gets an email about me i'm I'm like so flattered like (laughs) oh but god you you able be emailed him about me like i used like i still look up to the guy like he's i aspire to have his put videos out like him and and, uh to have his following and so for him to get a complaint about me and and we just spun around again we're like we're like yeah i love that guy?" guy. Yeah, we just spun around, and I got a whole bunch of more views and followers from it, and it was it was hilarious. Heavy haul and fool. We did the um, at the brigade days. It's this festival in Hope. We did the truck reveal for the diesel electric long truck we built last year. Uh, Carl yep. is its name. So it was like the debut. So heavy haul and fool flew up from the states. We had some guys fly in from your uh, uh, Scotland and, and the UK. Um, flat out flat broke Sandy, and then Nathan Rem- Remington. And uh, so we had like a star studded cast of influencers and well, like it's like this big thing, it's like the a truck parade and heavy home fool the night before, and Jordan Wiley was there too. He from blue color interviews, like Jordan and, and Heavy Hall and Fool were sharing a room. I went over to their hotel room for a couple of drinks, and like I've seen Heavy Hall and Fool do TikToks about how he mixes his drinks. He's like, Oh yeah, like four fingers and a splash of coke, and like I forgot. And so <laughs> So I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like got an opportunity to hang out with Heavy Hall Fool and like get to know him and stuff. So he makes me a drink. Then he mixes me another drink. And then the bottle's gone. And then the next day I'm so sick. Like. (laughs) And it's during the parade. So he actually completely drank me under the table. And I'm filming the parade. Like I'm driving around this not a go-kart downtown Hope. And I like I puked in the middle of the parade. Like driving the go-kart like down everyone's like coming by and like barf my guts out right off the side of the non-go cart had to go down an alley. And then i like, I had to go puke like two more times during the parade, like heavy and fool drank me under the table to the point of me being violently ill. I'm like, that is so (laughs) awful to do. Like I'm trying to like put footage together here, but then at the same time, like what a good story that is like this guy I look up to so much on social media, drank me under the table. Like that's a, like a proud thing. (laughs) Like, I actually
1: gonna have Teddy Teddy on here soon. Uh, We I've talked to him
0: about it a couple times. Oh, about him drinking me out of the table? No, no, no. Having him on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a good interview. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy's man. You'll have to mention him drinking me out of the table. I would like to love to hear him him razz me. I definitely will. So he he's got a good hundred pounds on me at least. Oh, he's a big boy. uh, He's a big boy, but uh, I make no excuses. Yeah. I, I usually drink beer i usually drink beer and he was doing the crown royal and mixing them heavy hauling fool style
1: so tell everyone about the not a go-kart because let's let's talk about that for a minute
0: oh the not a go-kart is awesome uh so edison motors uh built this mo- it's a mobility scooter and by definition to be a mobility scooter you have to be under 200 and i don't know it's like 220 pounds or something like that you have to be electric and you have to go under 30 kilometers an hour and then you're classified as a electric wheelchair is what it is. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what wheelbase it has, how long it is, how wide it is, how high your seat is off the ground, that doesn't matter. So it can look like anything. So it's a go kart. It's not a go kart, but it's not a go kart. <laughs> and, uh, and so you're, you're, you're in the same regulation as a mo- as a electric wheelchair, like you can just drive it. And like, you can drive it downtown, you can drive it down the sidewalk, if we have learned you're not really allowed to drive it down the street if there's a sidewalk. You can't Talk drive down the street, the, but there you has to that? be a sidewalk. Well, I have been in a little bit of trouble <laughs> over it. I have one video on my, what is it, on my Theron danger TikTok. It's worth checking out. It's one of my pinned ones and I got caught by the cops and uh, they pulled me over with three or four or five uh, cop cars. <laughs> I forget, the, it might be five cop cars. And, uh, it was definitely five police and, um, they pulled me over down. Oh, I'm going to have to plug my phone in. Uh, they pulled me over downtown Kamloops and like, I, cause I I went down and did the the mailing for Edison motors. And then I just see some guy driving a a go-kart down the road, but I crossed it on the lane of traffic, which was a no, no, I should have crossed it on the sidewalk. But then they're like, you're driving. I got breathalyzed. I passed my breathalyzer and, uh, then they're like, no, dude, that is a go-kart. I'm like, no, it isn't. It is a, a mobility scooter. And so I like to- told them the regulations and that. And then I got in a fight with the cops and they're like asking me what my disability is, like proof of my disability, which that's like, you're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to do that. And so they broke a bunch of rules and they were like uh they're like you don't look disabled i'm like okay well you know what you don't have to look disabled to be disabled there's lots of things you can have arthritis as a disability you can have like uh there are many disabilities that you do not look disabled and and just because someone who's like a paraplegic can't get into that chair doesn't not make it a a mobility scooter because there are many types of disabilities so they looked really bad and i i was in the right they could not find me anything although they wanted to and uh and and i i they left me alone after that i two days later i was back i dressed up as mario like <laughs> with the mustache and everything it was near <laughs> halloween so like all the cameras like it, it went I, people took pictures of me as they were driving by and like so it was on social media before i knew it and uh and then so everyone in california knew and then a couple days later i'm like well I, i'm not gonna just back down like they're like if i ever see you again we're pulling you over again i'm like okay well good give me more content i'm a video creator (laughs) and uh so i'm armed with my camera and uh so i dressed up as mario and i don't know what it was but it was like maybe like it was i don't know what it was but i saw so many cops the next time i went out and i was just as mario they're laughing like they were had most of them had like really good uh responses to it like, they're like oh, right on Mario and most of the cops are cool but the guys that I dealt with in that one video they were just like the not cool cops The and not so, cool cops. yeah so I'm sure because it went somewhat viral like two and a half million views um that the, obviously the candidates RCMP probably got a talking to it I'm sure they might have had like in their morning meeting be like hey look we need to approach these not a go carts a little differently when you see them I'm, I'm. I assume, and uh, so everyone's cool with me now. Like I see the cops, I drive. I didn't. I didn't stop driving it. I still drive it. In fact, like right now, I just lent it to a uh, Dale. Uh, <laughs> D- Dale. I don't know his last name. It starts with a K. He's the the little person on backroads truckers he, He's out in barrier. So now he's got it, and he he can actually use it. Like he needs a mobility scooter. So I'm not using it now. So I lent it to him. But I'll get it back in the summer, and I'll continue. It's great. Like I go down to the farmers market in Canada, So I live in Sahali. Like. I can drive it up to the pub, like on the rocks for chicken wings. And um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Uh, okay. So that was one experience with the cops. But I have another video posted, and we were in Hope driving it around. Like I said, I did at the Brigade Days uh, parade. And there was a, the, the Hope RCMP are so freaking cool. Uh, um, the cop, uh, uh, Staff Sergeant Fat Fingers uh, he, uh <laughs> yeah that's his he 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 came give me his business card with his TikTok handle it's at fat fingers on TikTok, and uh he he like let a stage getting pulled over like he drove behind us hit his lights whoop, whoop, and pulled us over like for a TikTok video but he was in on it and so it looked like we got pulled over. i'm like oh we've only been here for one hour we're already in trouble with the cops but it was totally staged and then he like did a photo op with us he's like oh yeah, you're at the barber's house, Chase Barber's, I know his whole family and and then he's like, here, if you have any problems with anyone, with RCMP, regarding this this weekend, here's my card, just call me and like, I'm gonna make sure you guys aren't harassed, and like, he, he was so cool, I'm just gonna plug my phone in here. Yeah. But yeah, the Not A Go kart is so much fun, and uh, it's, it's totally legal. There's so, so,
1: so your Not A Go kart video, I've seen you around a little bit on TikTok, but like, that video i was like watching i think there was a couple of them there i watched and then i went to your profile and it said follow back so i was like what the fuck all right cool man so i'm like this guy already follows me fuck yeah so i started going down your 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 other content before i hit the follow back button right and i'm like fuck yeah i dig this so i followed you back right and then i realized oh this guy's with chase and i've known chase and jordan for a while i've been on their podcast a couple times and you know they were on my last one and we're going to have them on this one at some point too. But, um, yeah, man, uh, when it was, it was all those things, I was just like, fuck yeah. And that mustache follow back. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, and then, yeah, that was, that was awesome. And then I went on my other account and I got, and I followed you on my other account and then I ha- I messaged you. I'm like, Hey, follow me back on this one too. Hey. <laughs> right? And then, yeah, I no, that was, that was pretty cool for me actually.
0: That's what I got to do with my DTF account too, because people follow my uh, my main one. And I'm like, no, that's not even the one I use anymore. I use DTF, so we follow that one also. But yeah, that's how I got. That's how I found you. Well, I'd seen your videos before, but just like sporadically. But then I listened to all Blue Collar Interview podcasts, too. So yeah. you've been on there at least twice, maybe three times. I want to say twice, and, uh, twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I've I've heard heard them both, and uh, then I'm like, okay. I, anyone who, uh, if I listen to a podcast and I I, I like what you're saying, I'll, I'll give you a follow. And so I looked you up and that's how, that's how I followed you. So it's it's kind of cool when you hear people are, that's what goes around, comes down. And also like the, wow, that's cool. He follows me first. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually when you did, uh, when you did Chris Barber, um, his, his uh, interview, you said, Hey, look, Chris, I looked you up and then I, you followed me and uh, yeah. I went to follow you and you already did. And I was like, Oh, I should follow him. And I did it. And he already followed me too. So I was like, no shit. But, there you go. Yeah.
1: There you go, Ben. Because I felt know, what it, you felt. Yeah, you're a trucker, and and you're in that area, so the algorithm probably sent him your stuff, and you've sent, you've seen his. So you know the algorithm works in mysterious ways. It's
0: crazy. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So yeah, that was <laughs> the, the not a go kart. Uh, any more not a go kart stories? Uh, I saw Chase. Uh, Chase Barber rolled that thing so bad in front of me. Uh, his his hand was cut up for like a month. they they're a little. Use at your own risk, kind of thing. But um yeah, right now they're kind of on the back burner because the <laughs> the truck and and we're building uh the actual working prototype of the Edison motor truck. So that's first yeah. priority. But I still get to have fun with mine on on the weekend.
1: So I, uh, my dad and I, I'm from Ontario originally. Don't hold that against me. My dad and I, we were on our way to Niagara Falls, which was so. Uh, once or two, three times a week kind of thing. I'm like 40 minutes away. So on our way there, there's a guy on the side of the road and he's selling uh, quads and dune buggies and stuff, right? And so my dad, my dad, this one time, he's like, hey, let's stop and take one for a test drive. And I'm like, hell yeah. And this is how I should have known that maybe I shouldn't be driving motorized things. Uh, (laughs) So my dad dad takes her first spin, comes back, and he's like, you want to try? I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, don't. out of first and I'm like okay cool I hop in throw her in third and fuck off right and uh so I'm going really fast and I lose control starts tipping so I threw it the other way I rolled it it landed back on his wheels kept going I hit a fence went through a fence hit the tree and it rolled again, and I don't know how it didn't break my hand, but my hand was swollen for a while, right? And uh, the guy comes over, and he's like, hey, that's enough of that, and uh, so my dad, my dad, uh, I guess he told my dad that we did about $1,000 worth of damage, and we had to pay for it. So my dad's like, okay, hey, we're going to the bank, hop in. So we fuck off, we just go back to Niagara Falls. We just head on to Niagara Falls. We don't even come back. You
0: skipped on it. Oh, yeah. Go my board. wife was
1: there. She was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife was there, and uh, we, we went uh, uh, sea doing in Niagara Falls, there. I think it was actually Turkey Point, maybe. I, I don't remember where it was, but we went see doing. My dad's like, You want to drive to do?" and I was like, Hell yeah. And he's like, Don't take her out of first. And oh, no. <laughs> the story came full back around. I couldn't even fucking throttle with my hand, man. And I was just like,
0: Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, it was good times. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's obvious signs of red flags that I mean like you're probably better in the passenger seat. For a bit. I'm, I'm a passenger princess. Fair my enough, wife, fair my wife,
1: my wife doesn't let me drive when I'm home. Uh, you know, she she likes to live and survive. And a lot of people that I work with, uh, they don't let me drive either. I'm a passenger princess wherever I go, unless I'm by myself, then it's fine. Right. I tend to if I put the truck in the ditch, I, I'm I, I usually put it when I'm alone. I put the truck in the ditch somewhere where it's easy for people to come help. But when I'm by myself far away. I'm a lot smarter. It 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 seems like uh, fear and common sense just kick in, right? Yeah, Fair. yeah. It's 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 pretty good that way actually. And it's only happened once when I had no cell service.
0: <laughs> well, I was a logger, so that's I just see stuff like that every day. Like it's just fucking loggers. Yeah, it, you got it. Happens. You guys are the cause of a lot of that shit. <laughs> we can be, uh, like, yeah, we can be. that's for sure. Uh, we'll see what happens when when the e logs come out and 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 things like that. But that might change a, a few of the extremely tired people in the and the huge rush. But well, it can go you listen, it can go both ways. Go you both listen
1: ways. you listen to the Chris Barber podcast and what he had to say about e logs, right? And how it's actually a bigger problem. They're creating yeah, a can huge be. issue now, right? Because now you got guys trying to beat the clock, right? And now they're speeding up. They're they're cutting breaks. They're you know what I mean. They're you know so it, it's gonna cause an issue.
0: It can for sure. It can for sure. Yeah. It it yeah. It, it, it can go both ways. There's a lot of it. Kind of depends on what industry you're in and and uh, you, like your cycle times and and that. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I was always like. I was a truck driver in my early twenties and I was like, no way. I like working 24 hour days. Like that's how you make your money and that. But man, I'm, I'm like one year off 40 now. And I've done all those days. Now I'm like, Oh, my yeah. company can't make me work a 18 hour day. Wow. <laughs> like, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world now. Like I don't mind going yeah. home after just before 14, but at the same time when you don't have time to take a break and that then it'll come back.
1: I'm a swamper, so they ride me till the wheels fall off,
0: right. and I don't.
1: And I used to not mind that so much, right? Because I'm a swamper. Why? Why the fuck not? But now it's to the point where you know I'm 30. I, I'm in my mid 30s now. You know what I mean? When I was 20, 25, even at the beginning of my 30s, it was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm here for it." But you know, now it's—is it worth the money? No, right. it's not. You're worth are killing the money, yourself. Man killing myself for what, a few extra bucks at the end. The government's taking most of that. If I'm working, I've worked a 40 hour day, right? A 40 hour day. And it's like, man, the government's seeing 99% of that, right? It's, you know, I'm still making the money. I'm still putting food on my table and clothes on my kids back. But like, I'm getting older. That 40 hour day, I, you know, it's, it's not good. If I want to be around to see my kids grow up, you know, another few years, maybe less of those days. You know, it gets to the point now where you know I get back to camp after even a 12 hour day. I'm turning my ringer on silent. I'm shutting my phone off, do not disturb, because dispatch has a habit. I get back, it's 18 hours. Hey, I need you to go do this. And I make a lot of I make I make fun of that a lot in my videos, right? And and that's what my videos are. I make fun of the situations that I've either been in or heard or seen with my own eyes of someone happening to someone else, right? Things that just happen in my industry. Right. And and a lot of people are like, oh, you don't take breaks. Oh, you don't do that. Oh, you don't. No, man. Of course, I take my breaks. Of course, I want to go home. Of course, I want to do this. Like, like I made a video with uh, Bobby with a king, king of the hills down there last couple of weeks ago. Where it was like, uh, Bobby, why don't you come on down here and take a break? Breaks are for guys on disability. And then I keep going back to working. Right. And and, all the hate I got for that
0: man it's yeah uh, the uh, videos can go either way like someone doesn't know you and then i just love i used to i've learned a lot from iron mike sharp uh because yeah. uh, he's like such a good troll and he does it so confidently and i used to post something and then i'll get a bunch of hate i'm like oh well i just second guess myself and i'd be like maybe i should take this off or delete it now i, I just love it love i'm Whatever, especially when I pretend I crash trucks now and everyone just thinks I'm the worst driver in the world yeah. and I, I just roll with it. But you say something like that and like you're, you're a video creator, like comments help you, it, yeah. whether it's a positive or a negative comment. Oh, Maybe yeah. if you read all of them and get deep into it and let it affect you, it might be a negative thing, but otherwise, you're just helping the video. So I'll, I'll often post things just hoping I get stupid comments about people like, oh, you don't take breaks and stuff like that. And they're like, yes, please come at it.
1: Yeah, I learned a lot from uh, Larry Ruffton, uh Rough Iron. I don't know if you know who Rough Iron is.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: uh, out of Ohio, and he's going to be on this show in a couple weeks, actually. And uh, super, super funny guy. And him and I have the same kind of style of comedy and videos. He goes after the safety guy a lot. I go after the safety guy a lot, right? And you know, he just and and his son now works with him, and he makes fun of his son and. And I love that guy. I love his videos. It's, it's you know, and, and he follows me back, which was huge. He follows me back on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Facebook, right? Which, holy shit, thank you, right? Like, this is huge. And, and he made a video a uh, few months, two months ago, maybe. It was like, I got some famous friends from down the street. And, and I'm in his video, right? And I'm like, fuck, man. Dude, that's fucking amazing. I'm in, and the people he has in his video that's some good company, right? Like that is Detroit Mike. Uh, you know, uh, fuck who, who else? There's, there's a fuck ton of blue collar guys in this guy's video. Right. That's that he's awesome. Just friends with, and I'm, I'm in the video and I'm just like, fuck man. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, I hear my, my fiance and my child doing something. I think they're called. How old how your <laughs> kid? What's going on down there? Uh, Archer is, uh, just under one and we're, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Archer is just under one. And then, uh, I got, I have three kids. Archer is my youngest son. And then I have Hunter and Ella, my, with, with my ex and, uh, Hunter is five and Ella is th- three. And I never, awesome. I don't, I never wanted kids and I never thought I did. And I never, uh, I, I was an only child. I didn't have like friends with kids and, um. And then they came and it's just like the best thing in the world. Like I couldn't imagine life without them. And they completely changed me like without even like me having to want to. And, and they're like, I love them. I have two. They're, they're my, your two daughters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Five, five. And the other one just turned three, three days ago.
0: Yeah. So very same age as my kids. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think about you and being away from work like that. that. That'd be really hard. Here's Archer. Hey, right now. what's up, Archer? Hello, Archer's Mrs. Danger. Her, there you go. She says hello. get the night. They forgot I was on a podcast and they were yelling down there for me. It's all good. And, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, and that my fiance there. That's Alishka, and she's from the Czech Republic, and uh, nice. we just got her her permanent residency last year, so nice. she has a. Uh, as an adult taught herself how to speak English. Like she, her family doesn't speak English, which are the best in-laws you could possibly have. (laughs) I wish mine didn't speak any English. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I have an ex and like her family is, I really appreciate my my new family.
1: I don't have an ex. uh, and then, and my in-laws are a fucking nightmare, and they listen. I know they listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have been what together? Seventeen years, I think. I remember. Seventeen years, it? married for ten. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Alicia has uh, taught herself to speak English in the last five years. So English is the good. hardest language to learn, too. So yeah, and she she does really well. We have language barriers uh, often, not not as much as when we first got together. Like uh, from what, I guess she'd only spoke English like two years when we got together. We've been together for three years now. So it's still a fairly new relationship, but uh, it, it's it's great. And like, I, I can't any language. Can you shut ch- any language barriers? Uh, like, I can't barely speak English myself and I could not speak another type of language, so who would I be to criticize her for being sloppy on her English and not 100%. knowing it well? Yeah.
1: So my in-laws, I've been with my wife since I was 17. So my in-laws still view me as that 17-year-old shithead, right? And have I made mistakes as an adult? You know, my 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 mother-in-law bought these underwear for my father-in-law a couple of years back, and they didn't fit them. So she gave them to me. What I did next with that, and I was in my mid-20s, I, I put them on and I modeled them for her. I sent, I put, I took pictures of me in the, this underwear, and I sent her pictures, just me in the underwear. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. thanks for the underwear. These are awesome, right? And so, you know, they still view me as like that 17 year old kid, right? And, and they have a Good hard time getting away from that. Yeah, yeah. And and they they have a hard time seeing me as anything other than that. And you know um i don't know maybe maybe it's a normal thing maybe for for a father to think his daughter can do better well, why not right but i don't know man i think i think i'm pretty good i think you know um it could be worse but i tried to tell him that that to him one time and he's like why would you set the bar so low <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about bro he's like you could be this you could be doing that you could why would you go there i'm like because i could be doing that i think i'm Pretty good, you know what I mean? And he's like, Oh, you you set the expectations like this conversation's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty upset about that personally. I'd take offense to that. But uh huh. Well that's that's not really nice. At least you're 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 you are on a steady uphill right now. You're gaining momentum, like um, I know from listening to your podcast, you have issues with your 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 father there and uh, me and my dad relationship is also not great. He lives on a sailboat in the Caribbean and uh, we barely talk ever. Fucking um, boomers, man. Yeah. Uh, but I like to be able to be like, well, look at me now. Look at me now. And um, the way you're going, Dick, they're, they're going to be like, hmm, well, maybe look at him now.
1: Well, with the podcast and social media, like you know that's nothing to really, yeah, sure. We're having fun on it, and we're monetized in some places, and we're making extra money coming in. That's cool, but like you know, I'm providing for my family at work. I'm I'm I'm. I don't do drugs. I don't really drink. I don't drink. You know, I I don't get into trouble, right? So like you know what, like I'm I'm staying on the straight and narrow, and and I. I do everything for my family and like, what else could you want from a guy when it comes, if, if I was my father-in-law and I don't want it to my own harm, but if I was my father-in-law and my daughter had a, a husband that didn't do drugs, that that didn't gamble, all the money in the house away uh, that you did just want to provide. I think I'd won the jackpot when it comes to son-in-laws, right? I'd be like, fuck yeah.
0: You know what? You're supporting and, his daughter is a stay-at-home mom that is getting to put all her time into his grandchildren. 100%. 100%. 100%. And, and
1: I... Yeah. um, You know what? They they tried to make me... And I was in a really tough spot uh, at the beginning of COVID and, and midway through COVID with work. And I didn't get to go home for two years, right? Well, I spent 20 days at home in two years. Sorry. So, which is basically not getting to go home. So, they tried to... I was already mentally having a hard time and they took advantage of that. They, they made me feel like uh, there were issues in my marriage that weren't actually there. So I was like, "Eh," and, and I started like really considering things that shouldn't be considered. Like, like, is this right for me? Is this marriage where I need to be, where I want to be, where I should be. Right. And that was, that was really tough. That ate at me for a good year. Right, and and then one day, you know, I sat down with my wife. We had a very good chat, and I realized that was like psychological propaganda, right? That was it was a man who was projecting his own issues and his own life onto me. I've watched what he's done to his wife over the years, and and you know what, he was projecting. So I I really took a step back and that's when you know i pulled myself out of it i'm like fuck this woman is amazing it doesn't get much better than her you know what i mean it can't i for me it won't so like what am i doing what am i thinking right and and that's when you know it it became clear to me like hey these issues are non-existent and and we then i became a better husband for it because then my mind wasn't always like thinking how how can i do better for myself then it was how can i do better for us how can we right. get stronger right and and here we are it's been 2 years later two two and a bit years later coming out of that and my and my wife's relationship i don't i think has ever been stronger right and and i'm glad you know i found my equal my dad my dad always treated his wives or his girlfriends like they were they were just someone there that you know were there for him to serve him. Whereas my wife, we're serving each other and, and we're, 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 we're on the same trajectory. You know, if we ever start going like this, we convene, we meet, we have a meeting and we get back on the same fucking trail. Right. So yeah. And, and my dad didn't teach me how to treat women. My wife taught me how to treat women. So, you know what I mean? So like,
0: yeah, I relate to that heavily, especially about the, the treating women there. And, um, i'm glad that that you kind of had that trial and tribulation and now you're more um stronger in in uh in your feelings and and how you you realize that you are good and better that way and it, it's true especially having kids that you're at that age three and five that's how old my kids are with my ex so yeah. i went through that too and we went the opposite direction and that was like the hardest thing that i have been through i couldn't have uh known it wasn't mean so hard people were like yeah i get divorced really hard and well when you have kids that age and well we broke up when ella was just like being born and um then uh, like i didn't i didn't love my kids so much and then that was taken away from you and uh then i'm like i re- regretted everything and i thought i did and i'm like well should i have just stayed and been miserable the rest of my life to be able to see my kids but for you to be away in camp like that and if you didn't have a good relationship with your wife and then your kids were just completely removed oh, like yeah. that, you would be mentally uh, destroyed, very bad, destroyed. If I didn't find Alishka, like, she's the love of my life. And, uh, like, I couldn't be happier with her. She's, like, she's on my Mount Rushmore. Like, she is, she is like, everything I ever wanted and more. And the best mom, the best wife. Like, she, they, they raised them differently in the Czech Republic. Like, she's very... their women are great great wives great people to have at home and like if i didn't find her i would just i I would be still in a very horrible spot mentally physically everything and um but i did find her and now uh, it, it just made everything come together and and uh and be better but it's i might not have found her and then i would be really bad and uh, yeah a lot of people a lot that happens to a lot of people and they don't find the person that makes it all all better and worthwhile and uh, when you have a three-year-old and a five-year-old the person that that can can make it all
1: better is there's only one person that can make it better right and that is you but like you gotta have a good supporting cast right to help with that someone that that recognizes that you know to to validate maybe I'm, i'm i'm not sure validation is the is the right word but it Fuck it, validation. You, everyone
0: needs validation. For sure. With her, uh, she helps me out with so much with my kids. I wouldn't, like, get my kids as much. And it would be, like, a lot harder for me. And I'd have to have, like, a different job and, and things like that. So she helps me out with that part. And, yeah, it is definitely all on you. But things can help make you easier and make you, Absolutely. you better, too. It's, we're a great team. Yeah.
1: But when, when I was going through my shit with my in-laws like putting all that shit there, um, you know, I was already already starting like at a dark hole as well, right? You know, I with my dad, right? I didn't know that, that shit was causing issues, right? Everything catches up, right? Everything, right? And it caught up. And it took I don't I, I can't say that it was because of the pandemic or the pandemic made me realize it. But I'm sure that helped, right? You were at home in quarantine. You got a lot of time to think right you're or you're at work for 340 days a year right or you whatever 20 days and two years I spent at home so whatever the math is on that when you're gone and you're in camp that long or a hotel room by yourself for that long you're gonna do some serious thinking and 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 that was starting to eat away at me right and so And I never was vocal about it with my wife until, like, a year or so ago, or a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, So, you know, I climbed out of that very dark hole all on my own. I went down a very dark, dark path. And then I I had to go down a, like, trail of discovery, really, right? And then you get into your head and you become so self-aware that it's scary, right? You, like, there's a reason why I move and talk and, and act the way that I do. Right. And, and you're just like, shit. And then it's like, why do I work so much? I've talked about that in the podcast too. Why do I work that much? Because my dad said I wasn't a worker. My dad said I wouldn't amount to anything. So now I'm out here every day proving I'm wrong. Right. And um, I've learned how to. I've learned how to kind of, kind of find that balance though. Moved my family closer. We were in Ontario. We, uh, we moved from uh, Edmonton back to Ontario. Then I'm like, you know what? No, I need my family closer so I can be home more. That helped immensely. And then you know I spent more time at home in the last year than I did ever. It was amazing.
0: Yeah that's a that's a tough one the job you do and being away in camp like that it's i juggle with that because i've done kind of everything and now i i kind of try and pick jobs that are put me home at nighttime. but when you a lot of them if you just come home and you go to bed really and you're in a bad mood because it works and it's just better to be in a camp like that and then you can enjoy your time at home with your family better and absolutely um, it's kind of there's a lot of give and take to it and uh it's tough and kids really make don't make it any easier
1: No, they don't. My daughters are fighting a lot right now. When I'm home, I'm not used to that, right? So when I go home and they start that yelling and screaming, when I'm on the phone in camp, I can be like, hey, I gotta go, right? And I'll call you back when the kids are in bed. But when I'm at home, I gotta soldier through that with my wife, right? And it's like, sometimes it's overwhelming. Right. Sometimes it's like, oh my, I, I, you know, I can feel myself just being overwhelmed, and my wife goes through that twenty four seven. You know, she's right. over, she's over she's over is what she is, and and like, I honestly, I get it when I go home, I get it because you know she goes through it all day, every day, and and can't get a break from it. I go through it for through it for an hour or two, and it's like, get me out of here, right? And but. But I love, but I love, I love going home, and I I wouldn't change it for the world, right? I just I wouldn't change it for the world. They can argue all they want; it can annoy me. That's still where I would rather be.
0: So, your wife's got she's seriously conditioned. Yeah, it takes a while to get back into that. My kids do. Oh, I get my shit. two of my kids every second weekend, and even then, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how my fiance stays at home all the time with our one year old because even yep. if it's just my time to do. The daddy duties and it's my time to do the bathing and the dinner and then that and he's having a bad day and having meltdowns and every time he falls over it's the the end of the world. Yeah, that's really hard to deal with. We got to hand it to them.
1: My three-year-old hasn't learned yet that the correlation between her actually sleeping all night in her own bed and and staying asleep well into the morning instead of waking up at six a.m and the direct relationship between that and her grumpy moods during the day
0: yeah. and,
1: and refusing to nap right like
0: probably it's like, be a hey, few years so that that's figured out
1: oh my god man like today today like my last morning home i get up i wanted to get up at like eight o'clock take my time but no she jumps in my bed at like 5 30 and she wouldn't go back to sleep she's not stop talking wakes up my other daughters she comes in they won't stop talking they want their juice they want their chocolate milk they want breakfast they want to watch their shows and it's like okay so I get up because when I'm home that's my job give my wife the break she she stays in bed and I do all that shit even though sometimes I don't want it and and I do all that and and then you know if, if I'm lucky, they're calmed down and distracted just enough. I crawl back in next to my wife and I cuddle up to her, right? And and but if I'm lucky, most of the time I have to go sit on the couch and lay there and and put away the dishes from the night before and get breakfast going and yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, it's 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 a juggling act, right?
0: Yeah, and you just gotta enjoy it for the brief amount of time you have, because then you're back it, to work for however long.
1: Exactly. Not only that, this is a, this is a, what did my wife call? It? This is a, uh, the season of life we're in, right? It's not going to last forever. The days are long, but the years are short. We're going to blink and this is be over. And we're going to be longing for the days where my daughter woke us up at 630 in the morning and uh, to get her fucking juice. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and in like 15 years from now, my wife and I are going to be laying in bed at nine o'clock in the morning, thinking why is it so quiet in here yeah. I, I i can't wait to well, have I'm my living room days, back yeah. i can't wait to have my living room back where there's no toys in it but i mean like hey you know what i probably missed that too because you know i i love watching them play i love what they're leaving me alone <laughs> but like i know I, I love watching them play and you know playing barbie dolls with them is is got to be some of the best times right so
0: yeah when i went through my divorce there i had to go to counselor i went to counselor everyone needs one yeah i did lots of, lots of that and uh figured my stuff out. you learn about yourself that's a lot of uh, build counseling It's just learn about why you feel the way you feel and what what, it's not other people's fault and how come you react that way and like um, counseling has like a bad name you're like oh you're not a strong guy you can't deal with your stuff and stuff but you go there and you learn about yourself and uh and and uh and ways to ways to understand why you are doing things. And then you're like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm getting mad at this because well, it's not just because of the guy, I don't know, for example, cut me off. It's like, oh, I'm upset really about because I did this stupid thing at home earlier and my wife's mad at me and I'm having a bad day over it. And, and then you're like, OK, why is my wife mad at me? How can I kind of uh, apologize to that? And so whereas if you weren't really didn't know yourself well or why you're reacting, you'd be like your whole day You'd be like, fuck that guy cut me off in traffic. But instead, now you're like, you know, I got in an argument with my wife and like she had some points that I'm not really acknowledging. And then you're like, hey, well, maybe if I just go home and be like, hey, look, I understand what you're saying. Here's why I feel how I feel. Let's talk about it a little bit and then you work it out and it. it that's a tool that you have to learn to yep. be able to do that. And if you don't learn that tool, your day can be mad at some guy who cut you off in traffic or your day can be like, go home and fix your family with your wife and, uh, and, and acknowledge your feelings and her feelings and get through it. And like, it's the same scenario as some guy cut you off, but com- two completely different outcomes. And, and uh, that makes a big difference and it will make your life a lot better. And, um, it was it was tough and it was a shitty situation that put me into that, but like mental health it means a lot. I had to go to counseling after the Mud Mountain, leaving Mud Mountain there too. Like that was a huge blow. Like I'm on a reality TV show. They're telling me I'm about to be super famous and uh and then all I lost all my friends and I lost my career and I lost my coworkers and I lost everything. And uh I was, I was having a in a real bad place. And they're like yep. oh okay. Uh they okay, here's another thing that I will I will say. After I left the show they accused me of attempted vehicular manslaughter legitimately they they made up a story that i tried to run one of their drivers off the road with a loaded logging truck and tried to kill him i didn't and uh, they called the police on me they called the mill on me i got to the mill and they're like hey theron what the hell You, you tried to kill one of their drivers kind of thing i'm like what are you talking about i don't even know anything about what you're talking about and they called my boss Uh, My boss had to spend the weekend going through. Thankfully, I had a dash camera and he had a dash camera. So my boss had to go through all the dash camera footage. He went through mine. I didn't do what they said. So we had to go through all the other trucks to find out who did it. Nobody did it. So my boss spent the weekend going through dash camera footages. The RCMP recalled to my house. I was in camp uh, in a hotel. Alishka had to deal with the police and uh, the dash camera got me out of it. But that's the kind of people on that show made up a story because they're mad at me that I attempted to kill somebody. Like that's, that's next level. Like, was that all on camera? Like they, for the show? No, it wasn't for the show. It was after the show. It was in real life. Not even for the show. They really did that. It was like their own personal thing and it wasn't joking and it really happened. Yeah. That is super fucked and uh, Jesus so I had to, like, Christ. talk talk to a counselor about all that too yeah
1: everybody needs a counselor man we we all need we all need to talk and and i've said it before the only way we get through the mental health thing is together right like there is no stop holding it in because listen you're not alone right you think you're alone you're not everybody is going through it
0: yeah especially a lot like these days too and it's a little bit better than like, the stigma is kind of coming off and you can talk about it a bit more, but during COVID, like that messed up a lot of people. And uh, like, whether it be just isolation or like the financial thing or people losing their jobs or just so many different things, like everyone's got their own little battles going on and yeah. And uh, yeah, it kind of brought it to light, uh, but yeah, if yep. any of you guys are dealing with some shit and don't man up, just go talk to, talk to somebody and learn about I said yourself. That. I've said
1: that, right? People think, "Look, I'm a man. I don't talk." Well, no. The manliest thing you can do is talk. The manliest thing to do is ask for a hand, or or accept the hand that's
0: reaching out.
1: Right? That is manly. That is the manliest thing you can do.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, the Ron. Uh, who who is all on your Mount Rushmore? Your wife, for one. But uh, like, all right.
0: Uh, yeah, my Mount Rushmore, I'm going to say definitely my fiance because she is like superwoman. She is like yeah. the nicest person I know. Like I'm, I could be a jerk and a dick and, I, and uh, like I, uh, I, she's just a saint. Like she's uh, like, she keeps me in check. She's the super mom. Like, I, like I, I, she gets out of bed every morning with the kid, like every morning. Like I have to try to fight to do it. And uh, like she's a, she's a super mom she actually came into canada as a nanny that's what brought her in here she nanny two young girls that were the nice. same age as my kids are now and uh so she was a better and she didn't have didn't have kids so she was a better parent than i was with having kids and she didn't have kids like she she beat me to it so uh and she, she was just like the nicest most loving person and uh so that's number one then i'd say like i got different aspects of life iron mike sharp is like way up there for me for my social media like that guy i look up to he's he uh he's been through it all he started out like i don't know what it was like back way back before TikTok and stuff like that and he was like a internet troll and he taught me to just like own it and just ignore the haters and like make like just it's a joke don't take everything to heart uh that's what this shirt i wear it's gfym uh, it go fornicate with your mother would be one way to read that and that kind of, ins- <laughs> that inspired me to, for my DTF, that's how I, I was like, I want a company like that so it looks like DTF for like people cannot mean dangerous trucking federation it could mean that you're also down to um, fornicate and uh, so that I kind of got that from Mike, from I like his videos he's got a hilarious sense of humor and uh, like like yeah, I would does. not be able to have done the Clapton roll if it wasn't for Iron Mike, like honking going, "If I'm up, you're up, cocksuckers," and honking his horn. I wouldn't have even thought of doing the Clapton roll. So he inspired me there. He's up there. And then, like, I love. Uh, I fucking hate the media so much. I like. I didn't follow like the elections, the last couple elections. I missed the last American election. I missed the last two Canadian elections. Like, uh, oh hey, they're just uh, spoiler, lies. Trudeau won. okay yeah thank you i (laughs) mean yeah uh they're just such liars man they are such liars and so i love joe rogan like i listen to his podcast every day and he gives every different walk of life a voice and he'll do contracting uh contradicting views and he gets in people that are like the mainstream media will not talk to and he he's just a really credible news source for me and uh and he, uh, he's leading like the world's num- number one podcast and like his podcast gets more views than like all the different media things. So he is way up there for me, I, I, Joe Rogan. And then, uh, I, I really like Elon Musk because again, he's just like anti-establishment. Like oh, yeah. he, he's sick of the fucking media, Get, buys Twitter, shows how that the government was using, uh, the, that to like suppress stories and like to promote, um, to screw with democracy really and like promote their whoever they want to do so and uh and he's just awesome like doing space stuff and like bringing he is doing so much more positive change for the world than our own governments are and he's doing it with his 100%. own money.
1: and you know what he he got accused of being a um, a liberal a couple of years ago. Now he's being accused of being a conservative or, or a Republican because of what he's doing. But he's like, no, that's not it at all. You know, like um, I'm just here to expose the truth. And you know what? Uh, He says it a lot. I've seen people complain about how Trump has his platform back. He's like freedom of reach or freedom of speech does not mean freedom of reach. So he has his platform back. He can say what he wants. doesn't mean I can push it. It's not me pushing it, it's you guys. You guys go to his profile, you comment, you quote quote tweet, you retweet. You guys are pushing it out, not me. You don't like what he says? Leave it alone, ignore it. It doesn't go nowhere, right? Right. And people just can't do that. And we're seeing it on TikTok and Instagram where people just can't see something they don't like and walk away, right? Look at your comment section. Look at my comment section. The algorithm traps you into commenting. You comment, it shows you more. You don't comment, you are strong-minded, you walk away, you don't see it again.
0: If you let people you don't like have a voice and you let them be open to criticism, then, then you are giving it the voice, let it be heard, and then you let everyone see how to shut them down and point out how they're flawed. If you just ignore them, then you don't get to see and teach people how they're flawed through the comments. And be like, hey, here's a stupid idea. If you just shut down the stupid idea, people hear the stupid idea, but they don't get a read about how and why it's a stupid idea and you disproving them. If you open up the discussion, it is a lot more beneficial. And and people that are complaining about, that com- would complain about uh, Donald Trump being on, on TikTok, like where were you, why weren't you complaining that the Taliban is verified? Like. The taliban's on tiktok now you're upset just because some president you don't like came on like come on get your priorities straight so yep. Elon Musk's pretty awesome yeah.
1: well anybody so that, can that be, be anybody can be verified on tiktok or, or um uh twitter now all you gotta do is pay eight bucks a month
0: yeah yeah but even just being able to be on it like you are yeah you're killing people in the name of uh a, yeah, a belief. Whereas yeah. you're just the president who would say stupid things all the time. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, hmm. and and you know, like I thought he said. I I was watching and listening just for the com- comedic factor of it, right? Because like during Hurricane, one of the hurricanes, maybe it was Hurricane Sandy. I think he he was like, you know, from a hurricane standpoint, this was the wettest, and I was just like. <laughs> Oh my god! And then he said, um, uh, "When they were talking about gun guns and stuff like that, well, eighty percent of people that live in Chicago are already dead." And it's like, "What did you just
0: say?" What? And, and then we laugh at that. And like, like I said, I don't follow the, the news, but like every once in a while, it's some clip of, of Biden will come along, and, and he's just a senile man. And like, it's just. Yeah, it, the media is so polarizing and like what I learned from the little bits of stuff I get about China and what is shown to me, it's just like not much of it's true. So if you're just you got one side playing the other, if you just don't ignore that and just think for yourself and listen to both sides and create your own opinion without some fucking media outlet telling you how and what and why to think it, you, you're, you'll be better off. Like we're not all that stupid unless you no. just follow follow blindly
1: there's a lot of that
0: yeah. yeah yeah
1: whatever it is what it is oh uh, was that was was that i five, think that's four four because are five
0: yeah fiance yeah. iron mike uh yeah. Joe rogan and elon musk yeah. yeah that's awesome man no and i like, I, 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 I was i was gonna say jordan peterson but then donnie dumpy just said it like i let to say that like two hours ago so i didn't say jordan peterson but that's another big big thinker like the guy's so smart and like he he sees both sides and and creates his own opinion and mind you it can be like a little bit politically sided sometimes but the guy's a fucking genius like
1: i say i try to stay out of i try to stay out of politics for the most part especially on my tiktok page and my instagram like on my private facebook yeah I, I get into it, but like on TikTok, that's not what people come to me for, right? People come to me right. for laughter and, and to joke around. And on Instagram, I tried to make a political joke once and I bled followers for a week. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from it. Some guy commented. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was just a joke. Right, and and they're like, oh, I like this page until until you went po- political, I'm unfollowing. Well, for one, this isn't an airport; no need to announce your departure. Just your fucking departure. go, right? Just fucking go. I if you can't handle a joke, I don't want you here, anyways. Go fuck yourself.
0: Go fuck your mother. Yeah, and you're gonna be offended later on with yeah. another video, so yeah, taken. I I really yeah. learned that. Like a a polarizing thing was being Chase Barber. And, uh, and Eric Little, Chase is the CEO. Eric Little is a uh, co-founder of Edison Motors. And we yep. were going down to, to the a Chinese consulate office to get our visas to go on a business trip for electric vehicles. And on the way there, we came across a Kenworth, electric Kenworth broken down. We'd never seen one before. It was like, they're new here. And uh, it was broken down. And like, what are the odds that the three people, Chase is the highest followed uh, truck driver on social media in Canada and And that was a thing about okay, I got a quick backtrack. I thought I was the second highest followed truck driver on social media until I heard Chris Barber and I looked him up, and he's got me beat. So now I believe that I might be the third highest followed Canadian truck driver on social media. But anyway, so I got <laughs> chased the top, then me, and then then the co-founder of this company, and we come across this broken down electric Kenworth on the side of the road. So we do we stop. We're like, fuck, we gotta go back there. And we turn around, go back, stop in front of him. The driver's there. It turns out it died on him. And he was delivering it from the manufacturer to the dealership within range. It had a full battery when he started and it died and it said he still had 60 miles left on it. So Shit. there was an issue there with it. But we're like, Yeah, there's a broken down Chase's like, Yeah, we gotta see our first ever Kenworth electric vehicle and it's broke down on the side of the road. And my con- it's got over four and a half something like four and a half million views on yeah. my Instagram right now. I and saw uh, it. the comments the comments are just like, look at these stupid guys. They're like, like, uh, it, it's just straight political. It's like, well, because I, I understand kind of what's going on in the States there, but they're like, these guys are just so anti-electric vehicle that they're making themselves look like idiots to slam electric vehicles. I'm like we are electric vehicle manufacturers. Like we are so not anti-electric vehicle mind you our vehicle has a it's a diesel electric so it has a, a diesel generator powering electric vehicle uh, electric um electric um batteries and the, that's the appropriate first step to take because right now the charging infrastructure is not set up no nope. we, we have unlimited range so we have the benefits of electric with like the torque and the power and that but we can charge ourselves an electric semi-truck you can't like go drive up to Fort Mac. Where are you gonna charge your truck along the route? You you can't make it. The range is small, and uh, so anyway, the the comments are just straight political, and I, it, it's great because uh, it's hilarious to me. People thinking I'm like an anti-electric truck thing, but then it's like both sides of like the conservative and the liberals, just or like the Republicans and the Democrats uh, arguing back and forth about it. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> and it is just driving. Love it's boosting my algorithm. It's boosting the algorithm. Like it's got four and a half million views now. It's just a little. We found a truck on the side of the road. I
1: got a couple million view video there uh, two years ago. One of my one of the first uh, million view videos I had on both both platforms, Instagram and TikTok. And it was these two people um, walking down the street in the U.S. wearing masks and like just got uh, vaccinated, but we're wearing our masks so people don't think we're Republican. Right, and then I stitched it, and I'm like showed up to work today, so no one thought I was a liberal, right? And oh, and, and uh, <laughs> that one, that one did. uh I got dragged in the comments. It
0: was great. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's hilarious. Um, shit. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> but uh, totally, totally poking the the political fire there yeah or or, or yeah. not the political fire just the comments that that's uh that'll spur some action in it, it did. oh yeah. yeah
1: oh yeah i that was on my main account my main account uh the growth is not doing so well on there uh, anymore my backup account has way more followers and it's because you know i did make some mistakes on my main right i did i i, I talked a little politics here and there especially during covid um you know i you know, I I align myself very clearly with who where I stand, right? And you know, not everyone cares. You know, and if I want to, the more followers I want, I want to make everyone laugh, right? Or everyone in blue collar, everyone in construction, everyone in the oil field. Not everyone in the oil field or blue collar or construction votes the same way, right? Right. So you know, my goal is, hey, you know what? He's funny, but he votes this way, so fuck it. And that's how people. That's how people act. Like. You know, I don't care who you vote for. If you're funny, you're funny. I'm following, right?
0: But right? not everyone Me thinks too. that
1: way. So, like, you know, I, I on my backup account, which has now become my main, uh, I, I turn that around a bit. You know what? Like, I stay away from politics, and that's it. You know where? You know how I vote. I work in the oil field. I, I live in Alberta. Uh, it's not hard to figure it out, okay? But I'm yeah. not going to talk about it
0: right and that's smart that's what you gotta do there's too many people talking about it anyway and uh we're not the right people that's not our our lane yeah uh, we can have opinions and just because we have them that doesn't mean they need to be shared with everybody and especially our content
1: absolutely you're a video creator
0: but if it's gonna spur people commenting in the comments and uh boost your video then sometimes it's okay but that's not what your content should be focused around for sure
1: no right now i'm having a lot of fun uh firing up uh gen z <laughs> that's <best>. yeah <laughs> i do that a lot and and it works and and then they wonder they wonder why i keep doing it because it works so if it works i double down right i remember yeah. remember that the tiny violin video that was going on just before christmas yeah it was like yeah. i made one that did fairly well and it was like um when Gen Z whines out having to work more than eight hours a day. And I was like, you know, me on my 12th hour or my 15th hour or whatever. And I'm like, nah, nah, you know, Gen Z came for me. So I turned one of their whiny comments into another video where I was, you know, doing that. (laughs) And then a few days ago, it was like, whenever Gen Z calls out of work sick with a cough, and then the rest of us come in, everything on our bodies hurting. how are you today, boss man? And it's like, na, 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 right? and that one, it did really well. So, so, you know, but I, I, I felt like, you know, okay, four or five videos, I, it, they popped off. It worked. I doubled down and tripled down, quadrupled down. Now I'm going to leave them alone because Gen Z can make or break. you. So, right.
0: Yeah. yeah I, right. I
1: just left it alone. I, I pissed them off. I poked the hornet's nest and I walked away.
0: Go. Cool. yeah yeah man. Right
1: on, all man. right <laughs> all right man well this has been fun dude um i you know this has been a lot of fun actually and and you know uh i really enjoy your content and i hope everyone that you know listens in on this you know can go and give you a follow and check out your content and, and hopefully feel the same way and you know and and uh everyone that's gonna possibly listen to this don't watch Mud mountain hollers because fuck those guys
0: yeah fuck those guys uh, if you guys want to buy a hat you should check out edison motors uh website that's where m- my merch is on it's www.edisonmotors.ca you can learn about the diesel electric truck pretty awesome we just updated the website really cool to check out and it's like an amazing project it's first in north america it's like groundbreaking and it's going to be huge and then i have my hat up there so 30 bucks you can get a hat yeah. and, and then there danger don't. on all the socials cool i appreciate you having me on there dick i enjoyed the conversation <laughs> Do you have a website yet? I do, No, I did. I took it down, and uh, I just used Edison Motors.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I know someone that does a great website. So
0: Yeah, I've heard you talking about that. I'll have to hit you on behind the scenes. But right now, it's it's good because uh, uh, Edison Motors gets a lot more traffic than I do. Oh, anyway. yeah. Oh, and, hell uh, yeah. Yeah. And I do their shipping. So I do all the shipping on Edison Motors. So if you uh, complain about Edison Motors shipping, yeah, it was me that taped up the box that you can't get into. <laughs> if, I buy Costco tape, and it's strong going through the bottom everybody yeah (laughs) going through the bottom
1: whoa that sounds like my days off
0: (laughs) speaking of that i better go to the fiance right here yeah we're
1: good one bud uh tomorrow morning you both better be pregnant all (laughs) right bud everybody you guys stay frosty have a good night bye